There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to the Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Seth Elliott Santoro is an intuitive leadership expert, healer, reframer, and smileologist. He is a spiritual consultant, intuitive bestseller coach, psychic medium, animal communicator, HR advisor, speaker, bereavement facilitator, and death expert. Seth is also a three-time number one international best-selling author of Smile from the Inside, From Grief to Grace, and Finn and the Ferocious Flu, with many more self-help and children's books on the way. Seth's vision is to inspire one billion humans to heal and, therefore, smile from the inside. As a fellow psychic and spirit communicator, I relished at the opportunity to connect with Seth and know this won't be the last time we get together in such meaningful conversations. Welcome, Seth, to The Ethical Evolution. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, you're joining us all the way from LA. Um, For those people who don't know who you are, can you go ahead and tell us? Sure. Uh, I'm Seth Elliott Santoro. I'm an intuitive business coach, smileologist, uh, three-time international best-selling author, intuitive healer, psychic medium. I think the list goes on and on. Um, I'm also a bereavement facilitator. I love death. Um, and everything to do with death and grief and helping people move through grief. Oh, my gosh, there's so much to unpack there, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm going to start with – I'm actually going to start with your psychic abilities um, and and ask you, how did you find yours? It's a good question. Throughout my entire life, I knew things, and I didn't know exactly how I knew them. Um, I also saw a lot of things, and I don't know – how I was able to see them. But it was about, it was in my 20s, late 20s, I started playing this this game with people where I would guess where they're from within like five minutes of meeting them. Mm. And I was like 95% accurate Mm. all the time, but not just like states or countries, like cities, Mm. you know? So there was something to that. Um, But it wasn't until I broke a pattern of dating people who wouldn't understand or couldn't understand my love language or just couldn't love me the way I wanted or needed to be loved. So it was like literally two or three boyfriends in a row. And I literally rolled over in both relationships at the end and said, I deserve better. Mm. And it was like, when I broke that pattern, the next day, everything opened up. I mean, the whole world opened up and I could no longer deny that I was receiving information about anyone I was with. So whether it be, and it all started with mediumship for me, which is just talking to deceased loved ones. So I would be out to dinner and I would just start feeling all sorts of, of, of things and seeing things for someone sitting across that I might not know as well. Mm. And I 
So it took me about nine to 10 months to kind of come out again in my life, <laughs> right? Um, to, and I, I didn't really have any mentors um, or didn't know, like other than who I saw on TV, mm. right? I had no idea who to go to. So eventually I found people who helped me to practice and understand that mediumship is just kind of a gateway and there's so much more that I can do. Um, and then I could no longer deny um, what was going on. So now I can understand why I played that game and why I could see things and why I heard things and why, you know, I always knew things. Um, yeah. So. Mm, and, you know, you and I resonate on that level there because um, when I, when I was younger, I could, I could read energy and um, nice. like nice. <laughs> we'd go, we'd go shopping and I could just I could feel the energy in a room and I would say to my mum, I can't go in there. And she'd be like, what's wrong with you? Come on. And um, <laughs> right to this day, like I can I can read energy, but also, you know, I have had a lot of psychics and mediums on this show and they said to me, you, you're you psychic. And I'm like, God, stop it. But I've learned <laughs> that I am, right? And the freaky, the freaky part of it is, right, so my phone will go off at the other end of the house and I'll know who it is or what it is without even looking at it. No, that's awesome. And like you, I'm 95% of the time right. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Or I'll I'll predict what's going to happen next. And people like at work, they'll look at me and they're like, you and your crystal ball, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time for a career shift. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket, isn't it, though? Like that intuition – um, once you've developed that and you you can trust in it uh, with such strength, um, like people like look at you and go, how can you do that? It's like, but it takes practice, doesn't it? Oh my God. Yes. <clears throat> and I, they're telling me to tell you that it's the gift that keeps on giving too. So it all started with mediumship. Then it turned into psychics because all mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. Mm. After that, I did some Reiki work and then I started doing energy healing. I didn't know I'd do that. And then I started talking to like pre-born babies. So I call them prenatal readings. Wow. Right. And then I started talking to animals and that was like, what? Like how living or dead? And I was just so I'm kind of at this point every couple of years, like there's just just new, beautiful gifts mm. um, that keep coming. So but yes, it takes a lot of practice. And I don't I have never met a psychic who's 100 percent confident in their abilities. Oh, yeah. You know, there's always there's always doubt. Yeah. There's always like I have a reading in a couple hours and I'm just like, you know, I always get a little nervous, like the couple minutes before being like, OK, please come <laughs> today. Like, let's do this, you know. And I love talking to someone who's who's so connected with spirit that, um, you know, they're like, oh, they're telling me to tell you this. <laughs> I love having those conversations. I'm like, what are they telling you now? <laughs> 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 you know what is interesting when you said that they literally were like there's something in your life I don't know if you're open to this but like there's something that you're debating whether to like let it go or not and I just keep hearing just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep going just keep going that's for you spot on absolutely okay. spot on um nice. and yes please throw whatever comes through at me I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm open <laughs> awesome. Awesome. now um mediumship um and I'm, when I learned that you could talk to animals uh, that really like I was like oh, okay we need to go down this path because okay anyone that knows me Seth knows that I love dogs right um, okay. I have, I have a 12 year old, um, Foxy Chihuahua in the backyard right now. Um, but my other puppy passed away in June, uh, last mm. year, um, little Louie. 
um, who has a little purebred Japanese chin. I'm wondering whether he's coming through or if he's around. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 bring him forward. Let's talk to him. Mm. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I. Um, okay, yeah, like I'm I'm asking him to kind of come closer to us. Um, you said Japanese gin, chin, right? Chin, yes. Yeah. Okay, and was is the number four? Does that make sense to you? I don't know whether there's there's a relation to four or the month of April. Mm. No, no. How old was he when he passed? He was 10. Okay. Okay. And I don't know much about these dogs, but mm. I, I get the feeling <clears throat> that he, I mean, if you're open, mm. we can just, okay. So we'll talk about the end mm-hmm. that's, uh, soon, but there's something about like him slowing down, which was like tough um, on you and tough on him. So there's something about being four years old. I don't know if that was like his prime, but it feels to me like he wants you to really remember him at the four years old. And I don't know if they have tails or not, but I do see like, I do see like a, a, is it a curly tail or a tail that it's really fluffy. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the wave, like totally, I don't know if he ever, he waved a lot, his tail, but the four years old, that's where he's bringing me back to draw you back. So when you think about him, it's not just about the end. It's about, it's it's about the 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 what is he saying, the crazy goodness of being four years old and running around like yeah. a, you know and enjoying life. Yeah. Um, I think that he correct me if I'm wrong, but it he makes me feel like he really kind of opened you up. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, and he didn't really have to do anything to open you up. It just seemed like just by being who he was mm. like spiritually, emotionally for you, it helped you to relax more. Mm. Yeah. I get the sense that you're always kind of on the go or you were kind of always on the go. So I feel like you coming home to him was like, yes, like this is home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and at that, I can remember at that four years old stage, he would always uh, play with Lola, the other dog, um, who is significantly bigger, uh, and would run behind her and, uh, grab her tail, um, in his mouth. <laughs> and okay. that's, that's probably one of the most memorable things, you know, he'd run along and he'd chase her and then grab, grab a tail in his mouth. It was, it was hilarious. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the tail I'm seeing then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> that's amazing. It's yeah. Fascinating. Um, I know the end was tough. Um, mm. and I'm, I'm sorry for that. Um, there, I mean, can we go there Yeah. as well? Okay. So, and I could be wrong, but like he shows me there was something like physically wrong, mm. but it was, it was very quick though. Mm. Like it, it wasn't like, it didn't, it doesn't feel very prolonged. Um, no. Okay. So, um, and it, it's, it's almost as if like the moment he, it's kind of like he's showing me like a, an animated, like a Disney movie or an animated <laughs> movie where, where like he's like taken away from you and he's like, no, but I'm not done yet. You know? um, so it, he wants you to, he wants you to know that like it was not his decision. Yeah. It was it just kind of happened and he's, he watches over you. I don't know if your dog now, you said Lola is the one that's, that's still living. 
like, I don't know if she still sees him, but I know he was around for a while mm. um, in the house. I don't know if you felt him as well, but, yep. um, or you have moments, it feels to me like you have moments where you might feel him either cuddle next to you or somehow, I don't know if he used to nudge you. He's showing me like I'm nudging you in a certain way. I don't know if you still feel that sometimes, yeah. but he's definitely still very much around um, or was at least for a long time. And, um, and he's excited for you and the what the future holds but also like when you pass like you get to be together again mm. and or he might reincarnate and come back as one of your next dogs yeah that's oh, wow imagine that that would be incredible yeah. to you know it reminds me of that movie a dog's life um oh my god can't oh watch my god, it. <laughs> I, know, I know i you know what when i need a good cry i like yes. put the last 10 minutes and i just sob and it's so good mm. it's just so good mm. yeah that's that's what i was thinking of yeah now, you know, we're talking about death here and it's um, yeah. something that you're fascinated by and you're a death doula. Um, mm -hmm. uh, how did you become so fascinated with this and want to guide people to the other side? I feel um, there's a lot of things that contributed. Um, when I was growing up, by the time I was eight or nine years old, my entire Jewish mother's side had passed mm. she would they would never let me go to a funeral though um but they kept going to funerals and i saw my mother suffer and even to this day my mother really can barely talk about death it's mm. very it's and i was always like no i want to talk about it it's like it's a definite in this life you know like everyone's going to die and there's so much yumminess there instead of the word taboo i try to use the word yumminess because yeah it makes it more delicious um <laughs> So that started the whole kind of process. And then, and then it was like, I had so many friends of my own pass in my twenties. Within two years, I had five of my good, good friends, not just like acquaintances, good mm. friends pass. Um, and so that kind of started me on a journey of what is grief? How does it work? All that stuff. So that's when I got fascinated with like my patterns of grief um, and then a lot of other things have happened to me as well that have that like traumas and stuff that have all kind of made it not clear to me, but very fascinated by how people move through anything, any type of loss. And, and then my, and then the last kind of straw, if you will, my, my mother-in-law passed um, a year and a half ago and we watched the whole thing. Um, the last 10 days, you know, she was in South Africa, she lived there, but, um, we were there for three months and then we came back for a month, you know, and we were there. Um, and I, I was just fascinated by the whole death doula movement and I had done research throughout the years, but it wasn't like I helped her and watched her go through this transition in the family that I was like, that's what I need to do. Mm. Like, that's another thing I want to do with my life because, and not to mention being a medium, like speaking with so many grieving people and speaking with people on the other side, I know what it's like on the other side. So why not combine everything together and help people? Because I can, if you think about it, like I can help families before, during, and after, right? Like, I think that's the, so when I applied for like death doing schools, they were like, oh my God, of course, like mm. we, we love mediums because you can do the whole thing. Mm. Um and I'm sorry, I, I'm just so passionate about. No, I love it. <laughs> and like, so strange. Um, but it's, I can talk about it all day long. Um, but that's kind of how the evolution happened of, of becoming a death doula and, and how 
I can help people. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many friends have called me throughout the years and been like, Hey, <laughs> um, so my mother's not doing so well, or mm-hmm. my father's not doing so well, or my uncle is not doing so well. And I would be like, yeah, I have this weird gift that I can kind of see how long they have, um, especially towards the end, mm-hmm. like within the day. So people would ask me like, how much longer do you think they have? And I was like, are you sure you want to know? They're like, yes. And I was like, okay, so it could be tonight. It could be tomorrow, but you know, or it'll be six days from now. And it's, unfortunately, it's about 99% accuracy, but I help them to say, I'm like, say everything you need to say, mm-hmm. like enjoy there. They might not be there, but they're still there. Mm-hmm. Right? They may not be lucid, but they still can hear you. Cause I can't tell you how many readings people are like, I know that you said X, Y, and Z to me as I, and they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, because they could hear you. It's, it's the hearing is one of the last things to go apparently. So Okay, I went on a tangent with that one, but <laughs> <laughs> there it. you go. I love it. So, you know, I've had so many different doulas on the show and okay. um, people have said to me, what is a doula and what do they do? Mm. Essentially, I understand the the nuances of what it takes to die in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I could be – because I know – the advanced directives, there's certain things that that are, are in specific to the United States, right? All the forms they need to fill mm. out. So I I understand like the emotional side of it, the spiritual side of it, and the logistical side of it. Like you, if if you're in hospice in the United States, then they can die in the home. Um, and and then the and then the whoever comes next the, can come and get the body. If you're not on hospice, then you have to report it to the police first, and then the police come. I mean, there's just mm. like all these nuances. Um, so a death doula, I think, helps with all of that. So like the emotional, the physical, right, as well, um, spiritual, and the actual death itself. Mm. And then as a bonus, right, like I can help them after. Mm. And that's such an incredible service, I guess, you know, like particularly when you're grieving, that's the last thing you want to, you know, organize everything and and deal with all that kind of stuff because it just, it compounds the grief and makes the whole process even harder, doesn't it? So it also takes you away from the person that you love. Yeah. 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 You know, with I got so many questions I want to ask you. I don't know where to start. <laughs> now, I'm here now. <laughs> now you also do uh, intuitive uh, business coaching as well. Um, what does that look like? So, I the soundbite that I love to tell people is I help. I mostly help LGBTQ plus family members um, essentially take their life from good to great. Um, I help them heal their inner strife, reframe their past, present, uh, make, help them become more intuitive because anyone working with me, I ask them, well, what are you feeling about it? A lot, right? Mm. So, cause they always want to know what I'm feeling about it, but I'm like, no, what are you feeling about it? Cause you have much more expertise in you than I do. Um, and then I help them to build better legacies and futures and success for, the, for themselves and everyone around them. Cause the people I work with are usually executives and, um, I like to say game changers. Um, they're changing the game. Whether they're, I have a lot of people in entertainment because I'm in LA, but a lot of my clients from elsewhere are also in entertainment. So I essentially help them become more aware about everything in their life. I help them heal through things. And then I teach them or coach them or partner with them to learn the nuances 
of integration, of compassion, of kindness, of intuition, of leadership. You know, so everything we talk about, actually, one of the one of my next books that I'm going to write is like the the principles of intuitive leadership, and that's what I feel like I'm helping these incredible souls do is become better, more intuitive leaders. Um, so you know, and there's there's an upcoming program that I have, but I also mostly right now I work one on one. Mm. And, you know, I think intuition is such, oh, such a valuable gift um, in in business and in leadership. Um, you know, yeah. I, I often uh, say, you know, well, I, I, I have another job outside of this. I work, okay. I work full time in, in government. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so I, um, you know, I make it very clear that I rely on my intuition a lot in my decision making um, as a leader. And um, people often come to me for help on making decisions because of that. And mm. I, I've got a proven track record with it as well. You know, it's like it's yeah. it's something that I've really finely tuned and and I rely on so much. And people are like, yeah, but, you know, this is business. It's not, it's not this woo-woo kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like, well, actually <laughs> the two can kind of go together. <laughs> yes. I... I believe I really want to work eventually. I want to do kind of a spiritual advisory to governmental figures, to prime ministers, to to presidents around the world, because I believe and I know that they all kind of have mm. spiritual advisors of some sort, but I want to be the one they come to 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 hone their own intuition and to learn more about intuition, how they can follow their own, um, but also get some guidance from a completely objective, compassionate, kind partner. So I believe we all need to do that no matter where we work, mm. especially though government. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, I know I'm banging on about intuition here, but I know um, I think it was about five years ago um, when I started seeing a sound healer. Um, I remember my first session I walked in and like, you know, when you go to one of these sessions and you, you walk in and you're like, you don't know what to expect and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't even know what I'm here for, but I know I've got a lot of shit to heal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, I walked in and she just turned around and said everything that I didn't know how to say. And I was just like, how did you know that? She had the intuition and I was just like, Oh, this is what it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was just incredible, wow. like how she yeah. had that gift of pulling out the things you couldn't find words to say. And I was just like, ah, yeah, so that's what it is. You know, I I really would love for everyone to learn how to be more intuitive mm. um, and and psychic, and I believe that we all are. Mm. Um, it's, our, it's our natural way of being. We just have, like you know, just like everything else, it's been beaten out of us mm. essentially. And we've lost touch with how to connect with ourselves and or a higher power. Um, yeah, sorry. They were, they were just about to say something else to me. So, and, and, and intuition is, is just, it's so important for mm. the, for the, for the survival of humanity is what I'm getting. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you help people heal a lot of trauma and no doubt in LA you you would be a busy person, can I just say? <laughs> um, but, yes. But, you know, like right, right now in 2023, 
um, people are going through a lot, right? Like we're post-pandemic. Um, people are like trying to find this new normal, whatever it is. Um, a lot of people are angry. I don't know if you're finding that. People are angry or they're just, they yes. don't want to be present. They don't want to connect with themselves. They don't want to feel the feels. Um, I, I, are these are the things that you're being presented with to, you know, people are bringing to you. Absolutely. Um I was very hopeful in the middle of the pandemic that people were kind of taking time to look at themselves. Mm. I feel like it was a very introspective time. And now I feel very much the same you do afterwards. It's no one knows how to deal with that. It's, it was a trauma. Like we all, no, none of us had experienced something like that in our lifetime, mm. right? Like former generations, yes, but we haven't had to deal with something like that, especially with given the world as it is now. So even though we all experience this universal trauma, we each have our own individual unique experience within that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I help, I help a lot of people. I even wrote a children's book about the pandemic and how to like move through it, you know, children's book in quotes, right? Cause <laughs> it's really for anyone. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a lot easier to to digest as a children's book. Um, but yeah, and I think if people took the time to kind of check in with themselves, they would understand like, yeah, I'm, I'm still angry or wow, that was that was hell for me or, you know, any of the uh, any of the above feelings and feelings. But I do believe that it's so important to feel the feels. Mm. I think that there's there's no other way to get through and move through the grief and the heartache and the pain unless you feel the feels. Yeah, I know there's a saying that goes around that, you know, we're, we're made of 90% water and we've got emotions. We're just complicated houseplants, you know. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've, we've really got to feel those feels, you know. We are, we are unique beings and um, we're, we're human and we've got to embrace that humanness um, that we are. Um, now, I talk about trauma a lot. Um, okay. in, in several of the shows uh, that I do. And um, people are probably like, oh, you just go on about this all the time. Why? Um, but the reason is that, you know, if we don't do something about it, it's going to have an impact on our, on our life and our outcomes in life. Um, and people are like, oh, yeah, but everybody's got trauma. Just get over it. But it's not that simple, is it? No, not at all. You know, I, I like, I've started telling people that there are three definites in life. It's death, taxes, and grief or trauma. Mm. We cannot get around it. And we can no longer, like you said, we can't avoid it. Um, because avoiding our grief, like you said, it, but it, it impacts not just us, but everyone in our world and then everyone in their world and then everyone in their world. So it is, that's why I want to create this ripple effect of healing, like a movement, right? Mm. So it goes outward as opposed to coming back in. Um, but that's why I, I mean, that's what I love to talk about, right? That's why I created the methods that I did because I wanted to give people tools to handle and move through their trauma mm. as opposed to sit with it or not sit with it. And, you know, they say healed humans heal humans, right? So mm. what, whatever, um, presents in us, it then ripples out, like you're saying. But tell us about the methods that you've developed. So you've got smile and grace. 
Yes. So the SMILE method is an acronym, S-M-I-L-E. It's to help people moving through grief now or moving through trauma now in your current in the current crazy modern world. The GRACE method is about healing the a past situation once for all. Um, so the SMILE method is S is for shock. I don't think I need to explain what shock is to most people. Um, M is a made up word, mock acceptance. So it's part denial, part acceptance. It's the time when we were talking about earlier when someone passes away and you have to literally plan the funeral and the memorial service or the celebration of life. And somehow you get through it. You have no idea how. And then literally the next day, you don't want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Or one day you do, one day you don't. So it's that, oh, oh, no, oh, mm -hmm. you know, that's the, the mock acceptance part of it all. Then I feel like we go through the feeling of the feels, right? I call it in overwhelmed them. These are poignant and significant emotions that we must go through. Uh, at the other side of that, and by the way, this is not linear. No, 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 this is not linear. Yeah. I, sometimes it is, right? But maybe the first time it might be, but then the second, third time that when you get triggered, you know, you got to work through it again. So then there's L's for learning. This is the profound insight we gain. Learning can be anything from if you break up with someone, it can be, wow, like, this is what I've learned about myself. Mm. This is what I've learned about them. Now I know what I don't want. Now I know what I do want. Right. Um, and then moving past that, it's embrace. Because I believe that acceptance is just no longer enough in the 21st century. We need to be blessed and honored. And even if it's death and, you know, to pay it forward, right. Depending on how, like losing a child, I believe is the, the one of the hardest mm. um, with animals as well. Mm. Um, and moving through that to pay it forward to other people so that they don't necessarily have to suffer the way you did um, or helping other people that are in similar situations. That's what I mean by embracing. Um, so that's kind of like the smile method. And, and we get triggered all the time. Um, and then we might feel the feels again. And then we might learn more, right? And then we'll get to the embrace again. Um, or we go all the way back and we're like, something's very much triggering us. We take a couple of deep breaths and then we go back to mock acceptance and then in overwhelm. So it, 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 it is not linear. Um, so that's the smile method. Mm -hmm. The grace method is really fascinating and it's, it's newer to me because I've been talking about the smile method for 10 years. The grace method has only been around for two years. So the grace method is same thing in terms of a uh, acronym. The first one is going deep. Uh, and I feel like to go deep, we need to tell the version of our story in three different ways. As we all know, there's three different truths, right, to every story. So it's our version, the other person's version, and then somewhat of the truth, right? So I believe to go deep, you need to really embellish, exaggerate, and share your story. Then I feel like you need to choose someone who loves and supports you and won't judge and just has so much compassion and love for you that they listen to you telling the story from the other person or other side of the story. And it's so important to do that because even when I was writing the book, I, I understood even more about the other person's side than I did my own. And I was like, oh my God. So as we go from the G to the R, which is responsibility and accountability, when we start telling the version, when we see the version, our version versus their version, and then we see the truth, then we start to believe and understand the accountability. Um, and, you know, whatever happened, some people might have 100% of the accountability or might have 50% or might have 10% or 5%, depending on what has happened to you. So there's, but there's that, it's so important to acknowledge that 
accountability um, and, and, and responsibility. Then we go into the field and feels again, I call it activating your emotions. So because this is healing the past, you, I believe that people either haven't have avoided their feelings their entire lives or haven't dealt with it productively and effectively. And that's what both of these smile method and grace method are is to help people move through both whatever has happened productively and effectively. So again, you got to feel the feels, but this time you're feeling it in a productive and an intentional way. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have the C compassion, right? And when I say compassion, I mean, forgiveness for everyone. I mean, forgiveness for the other side, for you. It's always harder. It's very hard for us sometimes to forgive ourselves, um, and that's what I discovered in writing this book, that I had never forgiven myself for all this that had happened. Um, so so compassion, and then finally, the E is for evolve. Because once you get through all these things, it's again, it's the same thing. As, it's very similar to embrace. It's the, wow, this happened to me. I'm so glad that it, that it didn't happen this way, or it could have been so much worse. Um, and the evolution is seen, I think, more as the time goes on and you've done this grace work. Mm. Yeah. Incredible. And again, <laughs> questions, another, <laughs> another million spinoffs there for me, but um, <laughs> you know, one, one thing that came up for me there, as you were talking, you know, through, through all of the grief and the trauma, um, I think two things that, that I try to see or that I try to help others see is gratitude and and also um, growth, because um, we, we've got to recognise that you know, say you know, I love one passes or pet passes. It's like we have to be grateful that we had them for the time that we did, and and the impact they had on us. And then there's also you know, people like oh, my heart's broken. It's like no, it's just you know, it's changed, and they they're with you in your heart now. So it's really changing that mindset around death, you know, and how we move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really big on alliteration. So like turning pain into progress, heartache into hope, right? Mm. And the grief into growth um, and trauma into triumph. Like that's, I think, where we all need to believe and believe that it's possible, I feel like a lot of people don't believe that's possible to heal, right, from what's been going on. And I think healing is a work in progress for the rest of our lives on some situations. Um, but I totally agree. No, and I totally agree that we experience to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And that's what being a human and, and living is, isn't it? And, and it's an evolution every single minute. We change, life changes, things move on. The planet keeps spinning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't take control. I can't take credit for that, by the way. It was, it was, <laughs> oh, that one's not yours? <laughs> it's not mine. It's mine. I'll take credit where credit's due, but that's not mine. <laughs> oh, Seth, you're the first one to move me to tears for a while. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> now, you are a busy, busy, busy man. Um, you, you're, you're an author as well. Tell us about the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, the Smile Method is in Smile from the Inside. The Grace Method is From Grief to Grace. The children's book, the first children's book, um, it's Finn in the Ferocious Flu. Um, so I'm a self-help author and a children's book author. My next children's book is coming out on uh, March 17th um, of this year. So that's exciting. It's called Scout in the Serious Split. It's actually a 
I like to say, instead of taboo, I like to say yummy, right? Yeah. So uh, it talks about yummy topics and they all have some type of LGBTQ plus um, sparkle in them. Um, so this one is about a divorce. Oh, wow. Um, but between two women and how the family navigates through that divorce um, and separation. And every book is going to tackle some type of yummy subject. Um, the next one is going to be, we're deciding whether it's going to be a trend, like a transgender transition or the death of an animal actually. And nobody, nobody talks about that stuff. You know, like you're talking about taboo or yummy. Nobody talks about that stuff. And yeah. Don't even get me started on all the laws in the States at the moment. But um, nobody talks about this stuff, particularly with kids, right? You know, and then they get to teenage years and then they're questioning themselves and who they are, what their identity is, what their expression is, and they got nothing to turn to. No. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I That is... I just got goosebumps everywhere, but that is the that is the the aim and the intention is to write these books. And by the way, and I love my sister. Even my sister doesn't want she didn't want. I wanted the, the her kids who are eight and eleven mm. to eight and twelve um, to read the book and give me their feelings about it. But she was like very protective. She is very protective, and she's like, maybe they can read it later in life not right now, you know? And I was mm. like, and I respect that. And then I spoke to my mother and my mother's like, oh, she's just being too protective. We need to talk about these things. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you know? I know. <laughs> Cause I thought my mother was going to be like, oh, of course, like I get it. But my mother was like, no, no, you push forward. You put that book out. That's important. It's an important book, you know? And that's so, it. Like, we think we've come so far, don't we? And then you, you reach out to people you think will embrace what you're putting out. And it's like, oh, Okay, we'll get a little way to go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there's, you know, my next couple of books, as I mentioned, one is going to be about intuitive leadership. So essentially what I do with my intuitive game changers. And then also I'm going to write a book about essentially like, thank you for being a friend, mm. like something to help other, to support other people going through trauma and going through grief mm. um, of any type. Because I feel like we don't know what to say, so we say the wrong things. Sometimes, you know, or the worst thing, we say the worst thing possible. Oh, you're like, if someone passes, oh, you'll find someone soon. No, that is not what I want to hear. Or, or, oh, just get another dog. No, that is not what I want to hear either. Mm. You know, so I want to give people, again, the tools, right? I'll have to create another fun little method um, for let them to support people. Because I think that all we lack, well, we lack many things, but I feel like tools to grieve, Mm, yeah. And oh, Seth, I'm just thinking there's so many people in, in LA I want to introduce you to because, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's a, a friend of mine uh, not far down the road from you who um, she wrote a book, 100 Acts of Love, because she lost her husband mm. to cancer. Um, okay. And she wanted to teach people ways to help people through grief. And it was those acts of love yes. where they show up and they, they just go and do something. They don't, they don't, you know, sit there and wallow with you. They actually help you through what you've got to do in life. Um, I love that. So, I love that. Yeah, it's just looking at grief in a different way and also looking at grief in the workplace. You know, like if, say, a, yes. you know, a co-worker dies or they take their life, heaven forbid, um, how you deal with that as a leader? 
Yeah. You know, you know that happened in one of the companies that I consulted for uh, recently. Mm. And they turned to me because they're like, you are a grief expert. What do we do? Um, and so I, I gave them kind of what my whole thing. And, you know, they're, they're, they thought like after two like bereavement sessions that everyone would be like, oh, that's enough. No, I was like, no, I think you should do it for at least six months. And then I think you should have a monthly bereavement group for anyone talking about animals or people. I think it's such a beautiful way to honor the person mm. that passed and to then, because everyone, we all lose people all the time. So how cool is that? That And now they're doing that. So mm. it's, it's um, you're right. You're right. It's very important in corporate um, or government or mm. wherever we are working. And that's it. We're so keen to just push it aside or bury it down or try and forget it and we'll walk away from it and pretend it never happened, but it's always going to bubble up. It always will. Absolutely. So we've got to deal with it. Now, Seth, yes. if people want to yes. get in touch with you and find all your yumminess, where can they go? <laughs> uh, they can go to IamSethElliot.com, one L, one T. Um, and, uh, they can find anything they want there, um, on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Seth Elliott Santoro. And then it's usually Seth E or Seth Elliott Santoro on all of my social media or my LinkedIn's. Um, yeah, and there's lots of, I also help people write bestsellers. Of so. course you do. You just, you just do it all, don't you? <laughs> So it's it's a new thing that I started last year, and I already have six people becoming an international bestseller. So it's it's cool. Um, there's a lot of amazing stuff going on. Well, we better talk because I've actually started writing my book. So <gasps> yes, we do have to mm. talk. <laughs> I, th- I think we, I think we've found a kindred soul here. <laughs> I could tell from the very first second I got on the, on the phone with you. Yeah. Now, I've got the last big question for you, Seth. Yes. What, what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I believe that we all need to understand that there are three definites in this world, right, in this lifetime, and that grief and trauma and loss is one of those. And I feel like we need to s- stop being afraid of it um, and not only deal with it ourselves, but help others, um, with their grief and their trauma. Um, I, I truly believe that if we heal ourselves first Mm. and get to that point that we can then inspire others to do the same. And that's a ripple effect that I want to create. Yeah. And that's the whole ethos of this show. It all all begins with us. (laughs) The change begins (laughs) with us. Yes. Look at that. You got the memo before you even sat down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one thing that's been been going around in my head as as you've been thinking of answers, and and this could probably be be my connection to the spirit, is I'm wondering if they're giving you all the answers. (laughs) Some of them, some of them. I... I tend to believe that when they are like, I was on a podcast the other day and they're like, you are messing this up. (laughs) They're like, let's, let's start again. So they're like, cause they can edit this. Right. So I literally, they literally said, say it again like this. And they give me, so, so they, I think they let me kind of go on my own until I, until I mess up. And then they're like, no, 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 no. We need these people to hear X, Y, and Z, you know? So, um, 
Do you so find? I think they trust me most of the time. Do you find that comes through with your writing, writing the books as well? Like it's actually oh, guided from spirit. Do you, yeah. Can I? Can I tell? Be very honest. When I was writing Grace, the Grace Method, I would let them, like I felt like, give me this next paragraph. Mm. Um, I feel like we all tap into that when we're writing and we're writing what we love. Mm. So I do feel like there's aspects of that, but yes. And I feel like the next couple of books are going to be fascinating to write because I think it's going to be co-authorship, right. With like these spirits and myself um, or the universe or God or whomever you believe in, whatever you believe in. Um, So yeah, I think fair question. Good question. I I love that. And you know, like I often say to people that I'm just here to be a vehicle for this because um, a lot of what I bring to this show, the mission of the agency, everything, it was all divinely guided. Um, I was just like I was given, like I just get thrown the names of things and it's like it just becomes a brand then. And I'm just like, okay. Like, um, you okay. know, it's I just like, and I don't know about you whether it's a visual thing for you or you just get words or you get uh, sound or whatever it is, but I, I just get these messages and it just tends to be words and very rarely is it a visual that I can embrace. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Mm. I think there's, there's so many different clairs, you know, like clairvoyance, mm. clairaudience, clairsentience, clairtangency, clairgustance, like all those things that we, see, we can receive information in so many different ways. I want people to acknowledge that the way that they receive information and dive in just like you have did dove in. You have dove. You have <laughs> like I've done. Um, yes, like you've done. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. But I also found that a lot of um, the messages came through, in particular locations for me. I don't know whether that happens for you, but um, mm. when they first started coming through, it was biosymmetry. No way. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. I'd drive by the cemetery and I'd be getting all this stuff, and I'd be like, "It's always at the same place." And then I realized there was a cemetery right beside me, hundreds of years old. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And I think think that's the the whole key to intuition is listening, listening to yourself, like quieting all the other crap out and just listening to that message and acknowledging it. Yes. And it is so subtle at times. Mm. It is so subtle because I'll miss it. I mean, my husband is also a medium which is how we met. And he, like, they talk so loud to him. It's like screaming to him. But to me, they, like, whisper. Ah. (laughs) I'm like, can you turn the volume up just a little bit? You know, and for you, it's, like, in quiet spots by cemeteries, right? But I'm sure it's it's a very faint, like, subtle, like, I think I'm getting something, you know, so... It changes from person to person, but and how must yes, your listens. relationship be? I mean, <laughs> oh, it's crazy! It's crazy good. It's crazy because he makes the same noise when he sees a little spider mm-hmm. um, to when he sees someone in the house. Like he actually physically sees. Them. Oh, really? And he'll see people that I'm going to read like that night. He'll see, no, and I'm like, yes, they're in the house. I know. I feel them. I, I've allowed them because I allow them to kind of come with me for the day. Um, and he see, he's like, you have a guy with you, right? That commits suicide. I'm like, yes, yes. That's who I'm reading tonight. So it's, it's fascinating. Oh <laughs> my moment, gosh. You like. two need to go on the road together. Wow. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. We have a married mediums reading that we do together, um, which is fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, we can. We can do that in the future if you want. Oh, like, oh, yeah, like we can do a whole reading for you if you want. 
I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Let's let's yeah. book it in. Seth, okay. my gosh, you have just been absolutely incredible. I could just sit with you all day, really. I, I know, I love it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being a part of the Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much. I'm so honoured to be here. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Yeah.